Hello and welcome to Tinted Specs Podcast. I'm Georgina and joining me is Denise, founder of Ingrained. Uh, they make gourmet vegan granola and muesli. Welcome, Denise. Thanks, Georgina. Thanks. Lovely to be here with you. Yeah, I'm so happy to speak to you. And I wanted to uh, let people know a bit about what ingrained actually meant so that they get their taste buds ready. But can you just uh, give us a little introduction to yourself and ingrained? Sure. Um, So uh, my name is Denise. I live in London with my family. I've got two children and um, I started ingrained uh, about the middle of uh, 2020. It started uh, out of pure uh, necessity, really, just uh, for my own consumption and my family's consumption. We love to uh, eat granola and uh, and muesli as kind of a, I don't know whether it's a Swiss thing, but uh, I'm a half Swiss, half Indian, and that's the type of food that I grew up with. Uh, and... Um, it, my husband, uh, my husband uh, happened to be spending a lot of time at home uh, during the the first lockdown because uh, he works in hospitality and uh, was furloughed uh, during the first lockdown. So we just spent a lot of time at home, just uh, first of all fixing up a house that we just moved into, and then cooking. Like food and cooking took over our lives. I'm not even going to mention the homeschooling, but uh, cooking, experimenting with food and preparing snacks for kids just became sort of the, the, our first preoccupation. And, uh, and putting together my own mix of, you know, seeds and grains was a way to uh, make sure that my kids were getting, um, you know, adequate nourishment when, when we weren't really leaving the house and didn't necessarily uh, have the same routines and schedule that we usually had. And, um, yeah, so I figured, you know, he, my husband eats muesli. We like granola, same basic ingredients. Uh, let's just try our own mixes. And, uh, and I, I had fun with it, which was the first thing. So I was really happy to find something that I could experiment with because I, I like to be quite uh, experimental and cr- creative in the kitchen. Um, and uh, and yeah, and started it for my own family. They loved it. Started handing it out to a few other friends and neighbors and stuff. And uh, and it kind of took out from there. I did not set out to start a business at all, uh, but somehow it's it has turned into one. And I'm I'm the first one surprised, to be honest. I was going to say, did you think that this would happen a year? You know, in 2019, had you ever thought about doing anything like this before? No, I, I'd actually really struggled to find a, to find a career, to find, a, or rather to find a new direction after having children. Um, prior to that, I'd worked uh, in hospitality. So uh, hotels, both my husband and I used to work in hotels and we traveled a lot. We lived a bit all over the world and uh, settling in the UK was a bit of a shock to the system because we were sort of used to the expat lifestyle and you sort of, you know, it's it's quite common that you, as as the wife, there's there's a horrible term. I don't know whether you've heard it, but the trailing spouse. You basically follow your partner wherever they get posted to, and you sort of just you pick up your life wherever you land, and then you sort of try to make the best of of whatever situation you land in. And I'd done that, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved the countries we lived in, uh, had my children abroad as well. And so that kept me busy. But now that once we were back in the UK and they were sort of older and at primary level, 
uh, I needed to find something to to keep myself busy. And so this the the pandemic sort of uh, threw our whole lives up in you know into uncertain spheres, and we were just uh, find trying to find things to do. And somehow this landed like it's almost like you. It's a bit like in the kitchen. You throw things together, you see how it how how it turns out. Well, this was just the same thing, but with my life, basically. Let's let's try to put this out in the world and see how people respond. I think it's great, and also um, it's. I mean, it brings together two interests of yours, which is obviously hospitality. So I presume was that were you in the kitchen or uh, in a? I mean, I don't know uh, how your your what your role I, was. I was but... mainly on the on the accommodation side, so I worked in yes. sort of rooms uh so in it, it was in luxury hotels so like the departments are quite uh large and and um and uh very defined so i was uh specifically in reservations front desk and uh housekeeping but i've always had an interest but, in yeah. food and i come from a very foodie background as well so um so yeah. food was never far and and i'm mar- i'm married a, a food and beverage guy so uh that means that food <laughs> is is ever present in our lives exactly but I mean anyone in hospitality knows the importance of food anyway it doesn't matter what area and uh, obviously the other side that I uh, have read up a bit about what you've talked about is sustainability and kind of you noticed how many packages of cereal you were getting through with the plastic inners and and everything and that's obviously an area um, of importance for you as well well, I, I think we've all we've all sort of uh, woken up to the fact that uh, the way we consume food and the way we consume, you know, uh, this sort of throwaway um, mentality just isn't working for for us, for the world, for for everyone. And and I just wanted to try in my own little way to try and, uh, you know, I can't solve the issue, but try to have a little bit of impact. It's always you know, it's every step in the right direction is helping a little bit. I always think of this, um, there's this uh, image or this, there's like this calculation where you see it's very tiny number squared to 0.1. And if you square it to 0.11, the number, the number at the end is sort of, you know, is so much bigger. It's just to reflect the fact that every tiny, every person making a tiny little effort is going to see some impact at the end of it all but um yeah sustainability is def- definitely important for me for most of the businesses around me that i see now i think small businesses are really the ones leading the the change and um and and really putting change in cus- in consumers hands because as consumers uh we can only do as good as the businesses allow us to be the businesses we buy from allow us to be so um yeah that that's really important for me and I noticed that uh, you, um, as well as making sure the packaging is biodegradable or um, and I think there was some other kind of terminology used, you also give money to the Woodland Trust. So I suppose you're kind of offsetting something as well. Well, I at, at the time I did that uh, last year, I did um, I did dedicate a portion of all sales uh, for a certain period to the Woodland Trust. And I want to do that more often. I haven't invested yet. I haven't sort of uh, linked up to any tree planting um, uh, program or anything like that. I'm, I'm actually looking for the thing that I feel is right for my business. So I know that uh, I mean, I think for all of us, uh, you know, we, we you have to find a, a cause that's 
close to your heart. And of course, and, and for me, and I think for a lot of people throughout lockdown, uh, forests and woods were just essential. I mean, the, the few times we were able to get out of the house, it was to basically go and be in nature and, and uh, you know, just observe what was around us and appreciate it so much more. So um, yes, if in future I can find, I can find ways to continue to contribute to existing woodlands and their maintenance and sort of um, contributing to their health, that's, that's probably the direction I'd like to go in. But I'm also, you know, I would love to also support causes that um, help the oceans and help producing plastics and, and such things. Uh, I do, I did pay, uh, I did spend a lot of time researching packaging and it's still not ideal. I think there's a lot of greenwashing out there and I'm well aware of the fact that, you know, packaging in the shape in the shape that we find it now is compostable or, or biodegradable, but in certain industrial conditions, so it's still not perfect. But uh, I'm actually testing how long it would take to to biodegrade in my own home compost. I'll come back to I'll come back to you with a result once I have one. But um, yeah, I think I think just you know looking out for what um, what the packaging uh, industry comes up with on a regular basis and trying to see how we can make small changes to uh, to sort of lessen the lessen the amount of waste that we produce is is always beneficial and the other thing um actually the the, the first way that i started the business was uh, by doing refills and i still work with a lot of uh, refill shops and customers on that basis yeah, I mean, that's great because they bring their own packaging. So that solves kind of that problem, yep. doesn't it? Now yes. to the flavours and oh. uh, kind of all the deliciousness of, uh, I know that you're a real fan of kind of um, opposite, so salty and sweet kind of together. And yes. um, I have to be honest, the one that really stood out for me was Tres Chocolat. I was just like, I need to get a hold of that. Um, but um, I mean, all your ingredients, they have a little bit of naughtiness, but a lot of, uh, but they're healthy as well, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to make it appealing. Like I said, it was initially intended for my children and for myself. Uh, so it had to be appealing. It had to be something I was happy to dig into every day and that I knew they would get excited about as well. Because if it, if it wasn't, then it defeated the purpose. Uh, but equally, I needed it to be, you know, healthy, nourishing and uh, and keep them full for a few hours because I didn't want to be running around pre- preparing snacks all the time. So it, it sort of it sort of had to tick a few boxes. But yes, there's definitely uh, I put a huge emphasis on the on the flavors. And I think the fact that I have, um, you know, a background in in um, cooking or like because I enjoy cooking and because I love combining flavors and testing, uh, you know, how to mix spices with uh, with like that sweet that sweet and savory um is very is very uh, common in um asia maybe oriental cuisine probably far more than uh, than uh, western cuisine so i really enjoy mixing those uh, those two um yeah those two sa- uh, flavors together yeah so um your i think your favorite is it carrot halwa granola if i got that right so, or is it so, almond uh, cinnamon I, crunch I, don't have a favorite. I can't pick a favorite because it's like your children you love them more <laughs> but uh the, well the carrot the carrot halwa granola was uh it was an expression of sort of one of my favorite dishes or, or desserts growing up and um and i i think i had a real craving for the for that dessert 
the one day and I was just like how could I I just didn't feel like all the calories and if if I don't know if you're familiar with Indian Indian cuisine but that tends to be it tends to be quite heavy on ghee and heavy on sugar like if they if you're having their sweets it's it's there's no forgiving <laughs> like it goes straight <laughs> to the hips so uh I thought like how could I combine those flavors with something that's relatively healthy or something that I'm I'm happy to eat in the morning because I know I'll probably burn off the calories during the day and that was that's how I turned out the carrot halva granola so it's um combination of uh, grated carrots and uh instead of the ghee and the sugar and the milk that goes into uh the dessert uh i i kept the i kept the cardamom flavors and uh added in um, some ginger some grated ginger and maple syrup and lots of nuts which is uh, which are quite common in indian desserts as well so yeah pistachios cashews uh and it turned out to be a hit. And I, I mean, I'm not just saying it because I like it. I've, I've had such posit- positive feedback and it is, it is really popular with the, with a lot of my customers. So yeah, that I'm, I'm hoping for my next sort of stroke of genius for what the next flavor is going to be. Yeah. No, I bet. <laughs> And um, so when you first started out, you just kind of giving it to friends to see what they thought. And what was the yeah. reaction initially? Um, I think a lot of people were like, uh, oh, well, you know, you've found a hobby and this is nice. Like, I think it's funny because I think a lot of people sort of um, I've heard this later from later from uh, customers as well uh, have said, you know, we, we gave it a try because, because it's you, because we know you and because we kind of, we felt we had to in a way, but, but I did ask people for very honest feedback. I actually, like I, I created a little questionnaire and when I gave them a jar, I said, here are my questions and I need you to tick all these boxes and tell me what you think exactly. So I did get some very valuable feedback from the start, but it was very positive. And I think people were a bit surprised. They're like, this is actually quite different from what we can buy in the shop. I have um, a, a good friend who uh, subsequently went and bought a range of granolas from um, an online supermarket and uh, and came back to me saying, right, I've tested about 15 granolas and I can confirm that yours is the best one that I've tried of all of the ones that were that were available to buy. So it was really heartwarming. You, It's funny because you kind of get you, you're in your bubble when you're creating something and you your family probably feels they have to tell you it's good. Although, you know, kids are sort of a fail safe um, um uh, sorry the kids kids won't lie they'll tell you exactly how it is but uh, with friends and with grown-ups around you you're not always sure but I think um past the first hurdle of like wanting to please me people were actually quite uh quite honest and uh and and quite happy with what I produced and did you have to make money tweaks to the recipes or uh was it I not not too many. I did adjust some salt levels and some um, sometimes maybe intensified some of the the like the cocoa or the cinnamon to make them to make them uh, to highlight them a little bit more uh, based on feedback that I received. But um, but overall, it was uh, it was uh, worked pretty well from the start. And can I ask us, I have a friend who started a macaron baking business and she, it, she just suddenly decided that's what she was going to do. And then yeah. she realized how hard it was. Is making granola, how hard is it to make good granola? Um, I, w- I wouldn't say it's hard, but it's one of these things that requires, 
you know, careful supervision. You have to, you can't let it burn. You kind of have to be all over it to make sure that specifically if you're adding uh, nuts or dried fruit or anything like that, you really have to be uh, careful with, with how long you leave it in the oven. Yeah. But it, it's, it isn't difficult. I mean, and this is the thing, a lot of people tend to make their own granola. So going into it, I just thought, you know, oh, well, I'll just, put my twist on it. And I, I can't imagine that it's going to be very different from what anyone else would do. And it's only later sort of having spoken to more people and, and uh, spoken to people who make their own granola that they're like, well, I like to buy yours because it's just, it's just a notch above what I would make for myself, or it's just that little bit tastier, or, you know, it's just a different flavor from what I would make. And, and that's, you know, that makes me so happy because I want it to feel and to taste like a homemade product. Um, and I, but I also wanted to have that slight, that ever so slight luxury feel to it. Like it is a, it is a premium product. I'm, I'm not. Um, there's no way this could pro, that could sell on supermarket shelves, uh, you know. But I think people who are willing to spend um, a little bit more money, maybe, and uh, specifically to have these granolas at the weekend, maybe as a treat or something like that. Well, that that this is the product for them. Well, I think that, I mean, obviously the, the oh, I can't think of the word, but, you know, the ingredients that go into the recipes are good quality. And also I was just thinking, you know, the one thing we all learned during lockdown is very nice to have somebody else to do it for you. So, you know, um, and to make it to such a high standard and with the different taste, uh, you know, mm. different flavour to what you're used to. Because, uh, I mean, I was just thinking, you know, when we all went into lockdown, I think suddenly we were all like, oh, my God, I've got to cook breakfast, lunch, dinner, yes. you know. And so now we're coming out the other end. And it's just I, I think we're all just so grateful to be able to get something that's really nice to treat yeah. ourselves to uh, to make us feel good. Yeah, I think definitely people saw it both as uh, treating themselves, but also, um, you know, took the hassle out of having to make something healthy. At least, it, it, you know, it was at best, it was a, a breakfast and a snack sort of sorted for the day. If you had, if you had maybe a couple of flavors on hand, you could have one for breakfast and one for either a pudding, because because it's just it's as nice after a meal as it is at you know 11 p.m. whatever. So it's it sort of ticked a lot of boxes for a lot of people in the sense they they were buying local or buying from a small business, which a lot of people turned to doing um, during the lockdown and. Um, take the hassle out of it for a lot of people but uh yeah for me uh quite honestly Georgina it was also uh, it kept me sane I just I needed something to to do while you know separate from homeschooling children and being around the family all day so this sort of took me out of that it gave me a bit of a mission and um and it allowed me to meet people to see people from outside of my own home which was the biggest blessing because you I don't know if you remember but the weeks on end of only seeing three people and not leaving your four walls it was just it was intense it was really intense yeah it really really was wasn't it and now it's got i mean it's getting bigger and bigger isn't it so kind of what do you see happening in the next kind of year um well yeah it has it has I think for now I've kind of reached the limit of what I can handle on my own and and I realized just how uh crazy and uh lucky I am that that it has reached uh, those levels but I I know I need to make some changes to my business and how I run it 
Uh, I'm, I've been thinking about them for a while. I still haven't made a decision on which, di- which direction I'm going to take it. But uh, I think over the next year, I probably need to look at employing someone or, you know, maybe outsourcing part of the part of what I do, because it, it is becoming quite uh, labor intensive. I mean, you asked about whether it's a difficult product to make. It isn't difficult, but it is very hands on. And so, you know, you need to be there constantly checking how checking the baking, but also mixing in the ingredients at different stages of the baking process. And so it is it does take a lot of effort. And since the, the quantities that I sell is specifically in bulk are, are getting bigger and bigger. Um, it does mean that I do need to ask for help. I, it's, it's time for me to bring in help. That's, that's the biggest lesson I've learned in the last few weeks. Well, I mean, I think it's fantastic. So kind of what other things have you learned over the last 18 months, do you think, while setting up this new business that technically you never thought you were going to do? I mean, you don't know exactly that. Um, well, the the big I, I would say that for all the for all the lessons that I might have acquired in uh, you know sort of hospi- hospitality and the business the sort of hospitality linked business school I went to and so on, it's just do it. Just start. And and I think this has been mentioned in some previous podcasts of yours. It's don't overthink it. Just do it because no one will tell you whether you've got the right skills, whether you've got the aptitude, whether you've got the drive and the motivation to do anything before you actually start doing it. And uh, and to say that I've, you know, I've probably I wouldn't I don't think I would have ever imagined that I could get to the level I'm at now. I'm not saying I'm huge far from it, but to just even have started and achieved what I did in the last year um is more than I probably would have given myself credit for beforehand so just start and see where it takes you you'll make mistakes along the way I mean I've made mistakes and I'm probably gonna I've got a few big mistakes coming (laughs) coming my way in the next year I'm sure of it but it's important to just uh to just you know live through them and come out the other side well I think that's fantastic uh advice just do it and where can people uh get uh find out more about uh ingrained and get it so I'm on Instagram. Uh, I've got an Instagram account, Engrained UK. And I've also got my website, which is uh, engrained.co.uk, uh, which on which you could place an order and uh, sign up to my mailing list. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a little break um, uh, over the Christmas uh, period. So I'll be, but I'll be sort of pushing um, uh Little packets, little packages for hampers and things like that. Before that, uh, I think, especially uh, you know, if people can support small businesses and um, sort of make make little hampers using uh, using local suppliers, that's wonderful. I mean, everyone, we certainly need it at this time. Uh, everyone's gone back to offices and so on. You know, people aren't consuming as local as they were during the pandemic. So I think a lot of biz- small businesses are struggling. Those certainly those uh, in in shops and so on. So I think it's really important that we support uh, our high streets, particularly yeah. during Christmas. Yeah. Well, I think that's something for us all to think about. And the links are going to be in uh, the bit below here. Uh, Denise, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, and, Georgina. Um, yeah, good luck with everything and hope to meet you Thank in you person. Take care. Yes, Bye. I hope so too. <laughs> Lovely meeting you too.